0: this is no ordinary pod chow. no ordinary pod run it back this is no ordinary pod Cha, no ordinary pod
1: yes it is yes it is it's no ordinary pod and wonderful voice serenading you once again is noah hamer i am michael duggar we are the team Behind the No Ordinary Pod, and I don't even think we're gonna have a, this isn't our weekly show because we're now moving. We're transitioning towards five episodes for all five of the weekdays. We're gonna be in your ear for commute. We're gonna be in your ear for while you're struggling at work. You know, hopefully, you just throw us on. You get depending on the episode, you get forty-five minutes, make get an hour, make get two hours of just Noah and I just talking sports, talking life. So Noah, how are you doing? You know. Just saw you Monday night. We had a little photo shoot. Don't know how, Don't know when the photos are going to get uploaded. How are you doing on this Friday afternoon?
0: Doing pretty well. You know, uh, went to work at the res yesterday. You know, didn't really do a whole lot. And today went to work at the res and just cleaned up some stuff. And now I'm just back in Tallahassee. Um, enjoying the thunderstorms that we got rolling in later today. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I'm just ready for football season. Yes, we have
1: luckily we've had some preseason stuff to go over. We're recording this August 16th on Friday. So if anything happens, we're go, we're moving into our and in our NFL preview side of things. We're not going to be we'll still have we'll probably still have some episodes if anything crazy happens in the preseason, we'll talk about that. But we're going to preview the divisions. We're going to go over the changes that they made with their personnel, with their roster. Um go over their schedule briefly, give you some fantasy advice. This is an offense you target and who you'd want to target from the fantasy perspective. And then we're just going to make a case for why this team sh- expecta- expectations we have and then make a quick case why this team should make the playoffs. So we're starting with the AFC South. This is my first division I wanted to go over because there's some relevant news with the best player in this division, in Andrew Luck, and this seem- this division seems... It doesn't seem like a lot of changes were made outside of Jacksonville, and it's ju- it's just the same thing every time. There's just going to be all these four of these teams are going to beat each other up. There's going to be a three-way tie heading into the final weekend, and then they're going to play each other, and whoever wins those wh- whoever wins on week 17 isn't at the playoff spot. So no, you have the order of how we're going to be discussing this little bit of cadence and, and um. Stuff like that. Sorry, my mic messes up a little bit, so my voice is going to fluctuate just for the second. Got fixed. So, Noah, why don't you go over what you would like to start with in this for the Houston Texans?
0: Um, I just want to talk about what's changed from this year's team from last year's team in terms of rookies, any GM or coaching personnel changes, and then any undrafted or any uh, free agents that they acquired. Um, I would say... The biggest one would probably be their uh, their draft pick, their first-round draft pick. They went with Titus Howard out of Alabama State. He was a four-year starter at Alabama State, but he came in as a tight end. So he's a more athletic dude that kind of just kept growing. Um, Texans had one of the worst offensive lines last year. Um which is great that they have DeShaun Watson who can escape the way that he can but that does not mean that you need to de- continue to neglect what the that offensive line for to help him out. Uh, the Texans honestly kind of feel a little bit like Seattle, like the AFC version of Seattle. In terms of not really getting a not a great running game, decent run game, not a great one. Not a great offensive line, but plays above average defense i would say with great quarterback play uh the only difference is that they texans have deandre uh hopkins and the seahawks don't really have anyone like that but other than that other than titus howard the only other newcomer that i really think is worth oh uh bradley Roby is uh, is mm-hmm. uh playing for them uh Former quarterback for the Denver Broncos. That will help solidify that back that back end because the defense for the Texans are relatively loaded. You know when you got J.J. Watt and Javon Clowney coming at the quarterback. It's ah it's a Clowney. Play.
1: That's that's the main thing I want to talk about the Texans' overhaul roster. I don't think he's going to be there.
0: Is he sitting out right now?
1: He's he's sitting out and they're trying to tr- they're trying to trade. I'm like 99% I know for a fact that people that Jadavian Clowney.
0: Do you know who they who else they got in their secondary? Who? Um Tashawn Gibson.
1: Oh, the safety from Jacksonville?
0: The safety from Jack- Jacksonville, yeah. I, I That's a very it's a very solid addition to their back to their back end. I like
1: their secondary. Their line, they got a nice second The linebackers yeah. will always conflict me because I don't really see Ben, ben um Because if you see Menardrick McKinney in coverage, you're just going to throw at him. He's just – he's – t- every single time. So that that limits your defense in terms of, you know, if teams just want to spread you out, he's played off the field right away. And if he stays on the field, he can't cover a lot of the tight ends, let alone slot receivers and, and scat backs out of the backfield. So still got J.J. Watt. You still got Whitney Merc- Merciless. Jonathan Joseph, the Aegis Wonder, still playing pretty solid corner. I'm still just very concerned about this own line. When you sign, when your big signing is Matt Khalil as your starting left tackle, you know you're in a world of trouble. Brandon Thorne uh, established a run where we get most of our, where we get a vast majority of our sports, of our football stats and stuff like that. Puts out the offensive line rankings. You can hear us talk about these all the time. You mentioned they were one of the worst offenses line, offensive lines last year. They have them ranked 31st this year, including the, including the additions that you had. And I'll read you the quick notes. It says, It isn't a lack of effort to improve the line that is concerning about the Texans' approach. Rather, the rationale behind the specific choices they made, particularly at tackle. The interior has an outside shot at being solid, with Martin having, Nick Martin, brother of Zach Martin, having the most upside of anyone on the line. But the tackles are virtually all projects or injury-prone underachievers without any reliable veteran presence. Expect the repeat performance for this line being one of the worst in the NFL. And it's funny, Noah, didn't they trade away an All-Pro left tackle two years ago to Seattle of all teams?
0: That is interesting. Yeah, they did do that mid-season as well.
1: Don't you think that there is another All-Pro left tackle who is disgruntled in place for a discombobulated franchise in our nation's capital? That wants out of his team, does, will refuse to play pay, um, play for them, and you could probably get for a third or fourth round pick. I feel like I feel like Trent Williams is worth the fourth, third round pick, maybe even a second round pick. Since your window is kind of right now, with with JJ Watt getting up there, and age, merciless getting up there, age, Joseph getting up there, age, their windows now. I feel like you make a trade for Trent Williams, your offense improves overnight. Deshaun Watson gets so comfortable overnight in the pocket. And there's weapons in that offense. You give Watson time, he's going to hit Will Fuller downfield. So these are just things that sometimes there are simple fixes out there. And I even like Jordan Thomas, their tight end. Kiki Cootie's injured. And we're getting into some fantasy things. But just like there's a win-now move to be made in a team that needs to win now that should be aiming to win now. Why aren't they pulling the trigger in this?
0: I don't know. I'm looking at this team. Um, I went to go pull up their cap space, and according to OverTheCap.com, um, they have 37 and a half million in their cap space. <laughs> You're kidding, right. No. Oh my god. Um, and if you think about their roster, like what that makes sense that they have that much because they have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, they haven't paid Clowney yet. JJ um, Watt obviously is going to take up enough. DeAndre Hopkins is just started his contract. But other than that, like they don't really have massive. Like Lamar Miller is not a, not taking a huge cap number. Um, like D- D- Deshaun Watson's cap number is three point eight million dollars. When you have a top, I don't know, ten, twelve quarterback on that cheap of a price, like, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta try to maximize, and Trent Williams isn't gonna play for five or six years, you get two, three years out of him.
1: While the guy, while, where is he? I can't find him. The tackle, um, Howard, while Titus Howard develops, too.
0: Yeah, because why would you, why do you want to throw an Alabama State rookie into the fire that quickly because you have to when there are options to go get pieces and we're forgetting a major piece of something that they just added Mm -hmm. they just they just went out and traded for they just got another playmaker on their offense and got duke johnson yeah and that's going to open up a lot of their underneath pass game because you have will fuller taking you over the top you got deandre hopkins running whatever route he wants to whether he's bullying a corner on the outside going deep Cutting across the middle, keeping uh, hash to sideline, and just dominating that third of the field. But then you have—why uh, do I always? Sorry. Um, it's fine. Then you have Duke. No, then you have Duke Johnson coming out of the backfield. And if you get him one on one with a linebacker, the safeties aren't going to be there to be helping with that underneath because they're going to be one safety if they if you got two safeties over the top. One safety is going to be worried about deshaun or about deshaun hooking up with the deandre hopkins and the other one's going to be worried about making sure that the other corner gets coverage on will fuller going deep because i went back and watched some of will fuller's highlights at notre dame the dude just burnt people i was watching the all or nothing thing i think it was on amazon Mm -hmm. from like when they had jalen smith on that team they had uh, that offensive line was stacked um but I was watching that, and Will Fuller touched down every time, and it was always burning people deep. And I was like, he's doing the same exact thing in the NFL as he was doing in college, just burning people deep, burning people deep, burning people deep. So you get two – you the secondary is going to be concerned with those that receiver duo. And then you get a healthy Duke Johnson, and then plus you have the running ability of Deshaun Watson. This offense is scary. Bill O'Brien runs a lot of plays. This team has a, has the opportunity to put up a lot of points.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm that's why if that's why Deshaun Watson is going to be one of the top 3 quarterbacks off the board, Hopkins is going to be top 2 receiver off the board for a reason. And it's the it's the Bill O'Brien factor. It's the fact that this offense has so much potential to be great. And I think I said I don't know if I got to say this on last. I think I got cut off with the quarterback thing, but Bill O'Brien's actually an underrated coach. They are constantly in nine to ten wins, and that's with quarterback turmoil. That's with not having a fully healthy defense with JJ Watt out for t- two seasons, essentially. So he deserves a lot of credit. I know he gets a lot of stick for some stuff, but I mean, he, he he's done. He's doing what he can with what he's been dealt, and their team philosophy is not to bu- not to build the offensive line. I don't know what their team philosophy is, honestly. But no, I am going to ask you, what are your expectations for this team? Their over-under win total, let me do a search, is eight and a half. Last year, they won 11. Let's go to the schedule. Houston Texans schedule. And, I mean, do you just want me to run through the whole thing real quick, very quickly? I can do that.
0: Yeah, we can do that very quickly.
1: I'm not even going to say win or loss. I'm just going to give you a general. If you, you, te- you listen, and then you tell me if you think the over-under 8.5. What would you go over-under? So they start the season at the Saints Monday night. Host the Jaguars. At the Chargers. Host the Panthers. Host the Falcons. At Kansas City. At Indianapolis. Host Oakland. At Jacksonville. Bye-week at Baltimore host to Colts host to Patriots on on The Colts game is a, is a Thursday night game. Host to Patriots, host to Broncos, at Titans,
0: at Bucks home to Titans. That's a brutal schedule. Yep. That's a brutal schedule I think. The Raiders game and the and the Bucks game maybe are like automatic shoe wins. I say they probably split against the Titans. I bet they split against the Jags, and I bet they split against the Colts. But those first six games between the Saints, Jags, Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs—that is a brutal first six games. Oh yeah. Um, I would say this team should be if Jadavion Clowney plays ten games, is what I think they got to be shooting for. But I think this this could be one of the uglier divisions, and they, like you said, they might just be beating up on each other, and the winner of this division could walk out nine and seven, I- not because. Not because the quality of play is low, but just because they're all so good. And the NFL, is we're finally starting to hit a – the Patriots' reign is starting to come down a little bit. Slightly. Obviously coming off a Super Bowl I know. It's, just, it's
1: funny to actually – we've been saying it for years. The Patriots are going to go down. They go to another Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But it just seems as if like the, the quarterback play throughout the NFL is at a premium. When was the last time we saw this amount of quarterbacks being this solid? You know, mm-hmm. so it's just gonna be tough to win. It's tough to win games in the NFL, obviously. Uh but
1: the more I think of the more I think about this whole division, the the game, they are matched up with the NFC South and the AFC West.
0: The two toughest, probably the two toughest divisions to be matched up across.
1: Yes, two, yeah, two of the top four toughest divisions at least. That's that's just not good. And the Colts had the same exact schedule, pretty much essentially, except no, they do. I think they do have the same exact schedule for them. Just to t- besides maybe one or two game, but still, this is tough. And especially with so it, especially s- with Andrew Luck's health up in the air, I could see, I could honestly see an eight and eight, nine and seven win division, winner out of this division. Absolutely.
0: Just because I go, just to kind of compare to the Colts. I got the Colts schedule right here. They go at Chargers, mm-hmm. at Titans, host Falcons, host Raiders, at Chiefs, host Texans, host Broncos, at Steelers, host Dolphins, host Jags, at Texans, host Titans, play the Bucks, at Saints, host the Panthers, at the Jags. So that's...
1: So the two differences are the are the divisional game. So the Colts didn't win the division, so they get the second place in, in the AFC South, who is the Dolphins, and they get the second place in the AFC North, who are the Steelers. And the Dolphins one's a gimme, but the Steelers one's not at all. And before we – that's a perfect transition to the Colts. Before we get there, I don't feel like there's really a case to be made to the Texans. You guys are expected to make the playoffs. That's the thing. Make a case to the playoffs or team for, like, Jacksonville and Tennessee – and the Bucks and the Cardinals and, well, and all these other teams.
0: It, yeah, you can put Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way then. If this is a team that is expected to make the playoffs, what would inhibit them? What what's going to be the the deciding factor for this team on whether they make the playoffs? What what who's going to need to perform? What's going to need to happen or not need to happen? Not taking like injuries into account because those are random um but what do you think needs to happen? For this team to be able to reach those goals, or what do you think will happen that will make this team not reach those goals?
1: Offensive line, health aside, health aside, offensive line, because Deshaun Watson was playing with the lacerated, was it a lung last year?
0: I want to, I, I think so. Let me let me reference while you
1: to the to the point where he couldn't he couldn't fly with the team and had to take a bus. You have. You traded up to get your prize possession, into Deshaun Watson, your quarterback for the future. And you're not making it a point to protect him. Even the Jets realized that their one of their biggest Achilles' heels was offensive line, and they've they've gone out and made moves. The Browns have have good players on their O line. The Cardinals don't have one. I'm just saying, I'm saying young quarterbacks putting put in position to succeed. Carson Wentz been playing behind the best O line the last two seasons. Dak Prescott, best one of the best O lines. All of these, it just, and you're not protecting him. That's the thing, because I know we're 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 saying in a hell in a world of perfect health, which is what we all wish for. But I can't get out the O line, and Deshaun Watson's not the thickest guy.
0: He's not. He, go ahead. Um, he had to just to interject on the injury part. He had to ride the bus uh, when they were playing Jacksonville because he had. Uh, a collapsed lung and the pressure of being in the air cabin of the plane could have had some effects on him being able to play. Could have had worse symptoms essentially. Yes.
1: I mean, so it pretty much comes down to protect your asset, protect Deshaun Watson. If you do, if you don't protect him, it's you're not going to stumble in 11 games this season. You had the easiest schedule in the NFL last season. You're not going to stumble in to 11 win season and if you do you're going to get destroyed by a better team and last year's team was the Colts so transition Annapolis Colts Uh, the big Ro- I mean I'm looking at their I'm just going to go through their depth chart real quick the big moves they made O-line still intact brought in Devin Funches. they didn't they bring another receiver they drafted Paris they Campbell drafted, yeah drafted Paris Campbell defensively brought in Justin Houston uh, I'm just looking at these. These are the ones that like stand out to me. I'm trying to think about their draft as well. Let me look at their. Do you have their draft in front of you?
0: Um, they drafted one of the players I'm excited to watch in the secondary. They drafted Rock Yasin. Oh yeah, yeah, out yeah. Of yeah. Te- Temple, right? Out of out of Temple. Yeah. yeah, he should be fun to watch. He'll probably be playing in their nickel nickel packages. Um. um not much else
1: besides that, I think.
0: No, that's pretty much it. I mean, they, they picked up the wave, Deontay Foreman, out from Houston, the running back that was out of Texas a couple of years ago, but he has suffered an Achilles injury. He tore his Achilles, and that's just a tough injury to come back for running backs. I was a big fan of him coming out of Texas, but after he tore his Achilles, he just hasn't been the same, so we shall see. Yeah. Um, the interesting part about this team is that... This team has the exact opposite problem of Houston. If I'm looking at this team and what's going to be the Achilles heel for Houston is their offensive line and being able to protect Deshaun Watson. But the Achilles heel for the Colts is how can the training staff best put their practices into play to protect Andrew Luck. They've taken care of the on-the-field, doing everything that they possibly can to get the protection they need for their quarterback. They have arguably the best offensive line in NFL.
1: Number six, according to Brandon Thorne?
0: Top five, top six. And they got Quentin Nelson, who is a madman. Ryan Kelly, uh, they've, they have invested a lot of... High picks. Ryan Kelly was a first-rounder. Quentin Nelson was a first-rounder. Um, I want to say Costanzo was a f- For, first or second. First-rounder. He was a f- first-rounder. First-rounder. Um, And I think Braden Smith was a second-rounder, second or third-rounder.
1: I'll let you know. He was a second-round pick, 2018 draft. Mike They have – What's his name? Yeah, Lewinsky. Mike Lewinsky – was a 4th round pick in 2015 but he's been a pretty so, solid player.
0: So they have three first round picks, a second round pick and a fourth round pick all on their offensive line. They have invested a lot of capital. That's why you see guys, that's why you don't they don't have a flashy running back or a flashy receiver because they've invested in the core of their of their offense, but the players that they have get it done. The offense that they run is very fitting. And if Andrew Luck isn't in a position to be playing with the injury that what he has a high ankle sprain. Is that what was reported?
1: Yes. It was started out as a like a heel and then it's just slowly crept up to his ankle and they have no idea what's been going on. Which concerns me very much.
0: Yeah, it's not good when they don't know what's going on. Like if they There's an injury that happens. Typically, they know, like, all right, if if it's something that can be manageable, it's like, all right, this would happen. Here's the timetable. Let's get after it. But if they're still trying to diagnose it entirely, it's not a good sign for the severity of it because they're professionals. They've been around ankle sprains before. They've been around different knee issues. But if this training staff is having an issue identifying another one of Andrew Luck's injuries, does not bode well for how this team is built. But they do have. Arguably, arguably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Now that Nick Foles is gone and is his own starter, I think he is the best backup.
0: Who else would? Yeah. Who else would? Yeah. Nick Foles was the best, obviously. Who else would be close?
1: C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins out in San Francisco.
0: Um. Going through the teams,
1: no. I mean I'm trying to think whether there's a quarterback competition. There's not many quarterback competitions besides Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen.
0: That's what I was about to say. Yeah. So arguably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. He there's no if Jacoby Brissett is the one leading this team, this I do not think that this team can make a Super Bowl run because they don't have the athletic star power from their running back. And their receiver position to be able to get that done entirely, and their defense is good, but it's not like astronomically great.
1: I love. I kind of, I kind of really love their how diverse their their skill players are, though. Honestly, no, they have yeah. a bunch
0: of different players that can do a lot of different things. But in terms of like playmaker, like you need to have like T. Y. Hilton is not going, I've not seen him take over a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Who are these? I need a, like when we were talking our teams on Monday, you took OBJ because you OBJ could take over a game. Yeah. And I'm not saying they need OBJ, but that would have been a fun team to see is if they would have paired OBJ on this Colts team. I like him with the Browns, but that would have been very interesting to see if OBJ would have got traded to, the Colts instead.
1: I just don't, I just don't see Chris Bowder investing the contract. No, yeah, yeah, never. The money. That's the never, thing.
0: Never, never, never would happen. Mm-hmm.
1: I I love Paris Campbell. I love Neam Hines. I, they have three tight ends. Devin Funchess. Red Zone. This offense is going to be awesome. It just needs luck because they have an All Pro safety in the in the making in Malik Hooker. They have Darius Leonard an All Pro already. Justin Houston is going to add pass rush, which is pretty much their, their. If they had an area of weakness, it was that. They still have Marcus Hunt, still have Jabal Sheard. They have a pretty solid defense, like you were saying, but everything. And I think this is a perfect way to transition. If you want, okay, quick, right, very quickly, fantasy. Marlon Mack is worth a nice third-round pick. Andrew Luck, I would hold off on. Quarterback center, so hold off on Andrew Luck. T.Y. Hilton is a receiver you want because he's still the guy. who will get four targets and four catches, but it's 130 yards, and there's a touchdown in there. Besides that, Eric Ebron will be some aggression. If, if Jack Doyle's out, Ebron gets a bump. But there's Ebron... There's more competition for red zone targets now with Funches and Jack Doyle and Mo cox all in the mix. But everything comes down to Andrew Luck's health. Everything. And I'm looking at the, the latest thing. It says there's guarded... <clears throat> Chris Mortensen said there's guarded optimism about him being ready for the regular season opener. Guarded for obvious reasons, but the optimism is a surprise. Chris Ballard said... Three days ago, this is not 2017. He will, luck will likely not play in the preseason. Colts believe they finally found the source of the pain in his calf and ankle. The next steps of rehab, not shutting him down or anything like that. But we'll remain skeptical. That was from Zach Kiefer. They believe they found it. I'm not going to get into the medical side of things because we're on. We're we're trying to move through these, get these, crank visions out. But they will not win. They two years ago when Brissett was the starter for the Colts, they were they were really competitive. They were leading in games. But that's the difference between Luck and Brissett is that luck can get you over that hump and get carry you to the finish line. Brissett did not show that at all. So
0: I think their they're, they're just off their offensive game plan just has to switch entirely when you have the difference between Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. And it's not a knock on Jacoby Brissett at all. It's more of a, that's just how awesome Andrew Luck is. Yes. Because when Andrew Luck's healthy, he is a top four NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty much, I mean, that's the trend. We look at their schedule, the schedule is really difficult. Nine wins, nine, ten wins with Luck would have been a challenge. With Brissett, seven to nine. And if that angle is not healthy, he's always luckily has the offensive line, but. That lot of luck, luck does a lot of work with his with movement in the pocket. So we'll see how if that limits him at all. But I really feel like you know we made the case, try to make the case against the Texans, and we leave health out. With this team, the only thing you can do is talk about the health. That's literally all I could do. The over under win total for this team is ten games. Last year they won ten games. They had a very easy schedule. This schedule is difficult now. Noah, do you think they're going to get that 10-win total? That's a high number.
0: How Can we make an assumption on how many games Andrew Luck's playing?
1: Let's say he plays, I mean, you could say he plays 16, but he's, he's not 100%, or you could say he plays 13 and is 90-95%.
0: Again, I think they're going to be right. I think the difference between them being a 9-win team and them being an 11-win team is Andrew Luck being healthy. And if they force him and rush him and he's not healthy, they're like, they open up the season against the Chargers on the road.
1: So it's a home game for Indianapolis?
0: No, they play at Chargers. Yeah, I
1: know, but it's a home game for Indianapolis. There's no fans. Oh!
0: yeah i got what you're saying now all right (laughs) i forgot about that yeah i got you uh that's right i always forget about that that's uh we're, we're gonna be reliving that again this year are they playing at the same stadium yep phenomenal um if they can let's say he's out for the first two weeks three weeks let's say he misses the whole month of september just spitballing that's four games they play Chargers, Titans, Falcons, Raiders. If they can split those entirely, then I think they can win 10 games.
1: I think they win one game out of those.
0: Without a healthy Andrew Luck?
1: Without, I think they can only beat the Raiders. I don't think they can beat Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be on turf. They're phenomenal on turf. That's their first home game of the season. I think I th- it's... There's just too much uncertainty. This is why waiting a couple weeks. But here's the thing. I went AFC South because the luck luck news is prevalent now and there should be red flags everywhere. No matter how much positive news, optimism's coming out of there. Injuries scare me. And it's almost impossible to separate this Colts team from the injury for projecting forward. And that's why I would hammer the under. Even if he's healthy. Let's say he's healthy, they probably go 3 and 1 out of the gate. In Kansas City, we saw how that went. Host Houston, they have Houston's number, so let's say they're at 4. And 5 in Denver. I don't think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. They can beat Yeah, this team has a little easier schedule actually. I could yeah, see a little them getting easier. the easier, And they points.
0: match up better like when they play the Bucks at the end of the season, they match up so much better. When they play the Panthers, the Panthers their strength is going to be their D-line this year but this Colts team is going to have the offensive line to be able to handle that Panthers D-line. So We'll
1: see. We'll see. I, I Assuming, else, yeah. Um, Brian Burns. The I, thing about Burns is that looking at that Colts lineup, that Colts line, are we sure Braden Smith and Anthony Costanzo can stop elite edge rushers? Like elite speed edge rushers as well. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen, but I feel like I feel like the only occasion not to make the playoffs is luck getting injured and luck's health. I don't. I can't think of anything else stopping this team from at least getting the nine wins.
0: That's true. I agree with that. Even I think even with Jacoby, if Jacoby Brissett is to play the majority of these games, I still think at worst this is an eight and eighteen.
1: <sighs> I don't see. I,
0: I'm not willing to
1: go that far. But you have more confidence. I lo, I like Jacoby Brissett. I'm just not willing to go that far.
0: And. In what year two under Frank Reich?
1: Oh, Frank Reich's amazing. The way how aggressive he is on first downs, throwing the ball, going yeah. for that stuff so like that's the guy you want to play for.
0: With this team getting more experience under even with Jacoby Brissett, I would give this an eight and eight, eight and eight type of team. Uh, last question about the Colts though. How do you think, uh, on an individual, we, we can't talk Colts without if, if we were to not mention Darius Leonard, that would just be a crime. Um,
1: is it a
0: crime <laughs> that's great <laughs> that i still want you and, um and but darius leonard me how, how many ta- how many tackles that guy had last year let me google it real quick my question to you is
1: 163 combined that's unreal. seven sacks two interceptions
0: do you think he's going to – what do you think he's going to hit this year? You think – what? What? he's the leader of this defense. Do you think – how do you think he progresses? Do you – let me scratch that. Where do you rank him in comparison to the rest of the linebackers, inside linebackers in the NFL? Because they play 4-3, so he plays like weak side linebacker, but I consider that more like the inside linebacker type.
1: Uh – is it bad that I don't know a lot of inside linebackers? I'm kidding. Um – I'm looking at these rankings. He's an outside linebacker, according to this Athlon Sports. Uh, in terms of four-three outside, he's the best. Him, Levante, David, um, Van Der Esch, Telvin Smith, Dante Hightower. These guys are the best in that. I don't. Cons- I don't like doing the three-four outside linebackers. That's be- that's just that's just dumb to me. Inside linebacker rating. I mean, Keekley and Wagner
0: are in a class in of itself. Yes, by themselves. I
1: think he's more rangy than C.J. Mosley. I think Dion Jones is underrated, and I'm very looking forward to seeing what he can do because I feel like they're they're similar, asked to do different things, but similar in a way. So I want I wouldn't put him beside I wouldn't put him. I, he's very comfortably a top five running linebacker.
0: Very comfortably would you say top he's five. comfortably? Would you comfortably put him in like a tier two? Yes,
1: he's he's tier two and tier.
0: After, would you put tier one like if you put outside linebackers two with like Khalil? Luke Keekly, um Bobby Wagner, and I,
1: I just don't even like. I don't even like considering. I know Mac and Von Miller and these guys. I know they drop into coverage a little bit. I don't even. I just want like side. I can. I like side. I. I wish we get away from inside and just make it sideline to sideline linebackers because in today's space, you you have to be able to cover all these ground. And yes, you're going to pass sometimes. I mean, Darryl Center got seven sacks. Khalil Mack got twelve and a half. He was pretty good production so I I like to just put him in a category of sideline to sideline linebackers and he's comfortably number four and he's three or four comfortably need to see, he's not Keekly and Keekley and Bobby Wagner are two of the best ever, two best linebackers ever so it's tough to say he's in that class yet but he's in the Tampa 2. A lot of people say he's the Derrick Brooks of this generation moving forward. We'll see. Right. We'll see. So, rightfully, we've gone very long at talking about the Texans and the Colts, which is this little time to talk about – actually, as much time as we want to talk about the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll start with the Tennessee Titans. Moves they made, signed the slot god Adam Humphreys himself, drafted A.J. Brown, offensive line still intact. Uh, running backs are still there. Defense, I mean, they're, they they drafted Jeffrey Simmons, who probably isn't going to play this season. And I'm, they got Cameron Waken. I'm just looking at this team. I I just love, they're very name heavy. I love their names on their defense. I love their town on offense. Offensive line rankings, let me do a quick search. Has them, number nine. Three, three returning starters. So I mean, what are your expectations? I don't I don't even know where to start with this because it all like it's a common it's a common theme. Quarterback play is important. People are trying to consider Marcus Mariota's in a quarterback competition with Ryan Tannehill. Because Tannehill's going off in preseason in camps and Mariota's still struggling. So I don't think they're going to consider a Swap for Tannehill for Mariota, but Mariota is entering his contract year. He has not signed his extension yet. There's a lot of pressure on him because there's a lot of talent around there. I mean, Corey Davis, Tywan Taylor, Adam Humphries, AJ Brown, with Delaney Walker and um, Janu Smith who's on PUP actually. That with an offensive with Taylor, Tawan, with I mean, yeah, Taylor, Lawan, yeah. It's it's like Taylor, Tawan and then Taylor and Lawan, Taylor. It's really confusing me. You you have talent. Jack Conklin's a first round pick. When is this going to. Do you think this is the year it finally comes together for Mariota and the Titans? No. What, okay. What will it I don't think so. What will it take? Let's just jump right into it then. Let's just jump headfirst into the schedule and stuff because the Titans team hasn't really changed much. Their over under win total is eight. They won nine last year. Mike Vrabel does a really good job of coaching his defense up and talent. I mean, they have one of the best safeties in the NFL in, what's his name, Kevin Byard. Kenny Vaccaro is their safety. Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Adore Jackson, Harold Lendry, Jarrell Casey, Daquan Jones, Brent Urban is an underrated signing from Baltimore. This team in defense is loaded. But you still don't think this is the year Mariota can do it.
0: They do have awesome pass rushers. I'm just I'm hesitant because this offense is has been vanilla for so long and they continue to not in my opinion who they have as offensive coordinator now?
1: I was about to they have Arthur Smith.
0: Was he there last year? Last year I think was wasn't it the Fleur? I guess it was, wasn't it? Let me double check.
1: Arthur Smith is thirty-seven years old, and he was with the Tennessee Titans. He was the tight ends coach last year. He's been with the Titans since two
0: thousand and eleven. It's just, I haven't loved the way that the Titans have used Mariota. They've put him he, coming out. He's so talented. It's, has wheels can th- make throws but is a s- make smart throws so it- it's confusing to me why they continue to put him under center all the time i would be running some read act- read option rpo type of stuff with him occasionally the way that they used dion last year was disappointing or i guess the lack of how they used dion last year was disappointing because him and derrick henry could be an awesome one-two combo i guess the more i look at this team the more i like it um i, re- harold landry, I, I really like harold landry harold landry out of boston out of bc boston college is a phenomenal pass rusher Jarrell casey is one of the most underrated d tackles uh in the nfl um they got a pretty solid secondary with the dory jackson malcolm butler is still pretty solid uh kevin bayard is a baller mm-hmm. um Kenny Vaccaro's a little older, a little slower, but still a solid veteran presence. Uh, Logan Ryan can make plays. So, this team has talent, but like it just seems as if coaching keeps getting in the way. That's what I would say is wrong with this team. I would not say it's... I would not say... Like the other... For Houston, it was O-line. For the Colts, it's staying healthy for luck. Having the luck to stay healthy. And for this Titans team, I think it comes down to play calling, because I think this defense is this defense is going to keep them in games.
1: If you just, it's just a very quick, practi- very quick question. If you put Deshaun Watson in this team, are the Titans the the favorites in this division? You put him with not equally talented offensive players, but you put him with. How about this? You swap Mariota and Watson. Do you think Watson is just as successful, and do you think Mariota becomes a different player playing for Bill O'Brien?
0: I think Mariota becomes a different player playing for Bill O'Brien.
1: Okay. Um,
0: That's just – and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they've kind of – but tell me if I'm wrong, but the Titans last year were just very vanilla on offense. They
1: have been forever. They had had the exotic smash mouth before that with – with with um, what's I'm drawing blanks on his name, CJ 2000? Yeah, no, not even then. I'm talking about two years when they went to the playoffs. Was it Mike Munchek?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: No, no, no. Who was the Titans, Titans coach 2017? Mike Malarkey, the guy who did exotic smash mouth, kept him under center, wanted to run the ball a thousand times. It worked, but we all, we all, the. We all want to see Mariota in a position where he can succeed. Maybe he's not the quarterback, but I want to see him in an offense. And he has – he legit has a, a very solid weapon base, solid offensive line, two very diverse, very good backs.
0: I'd say the, the the two biggest players that come down outside of Mariota, I'd say the biggest player that this comes down to is going to be Corey – two of them are Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. Because I think Adam Humphreys was the biggest safety net for Jameis. Outside of his tight ends, it was always Adam Humphreys, who was just kind of like that clutch guy, that guy that Jameis went to when things got difficult or just check-down guy in the slot. You know, Adam Humphreys would be a phenomenal Patriots receiver. And... So yeah. Corey Davis, to a f- as a first-round mm-hmm. pick, needs to take that next step to help whoever's playing quarterback.
1: A.J. Brown, same thing with him. A.J. Brown has pressure on because a lot of people thought he was – I mean, this this last wide receiver class was all over the place that everyone thought – people thought he was best, all these things. But let's see. You draft – you you invest in Adam Humphreys. You invest, invest in all these guys. You better start putting them through – you better start throwing the ball. So let's make the case very quickly. I'm going to look at their schedule very quickly. Um. Oh, they start at Cleveland. That's going to be awesome. So they go at Cleveland, uh, host the Colts, at Jacksonville, at Atlanta on a uh, Thursday night game Jacksonville, at, at Atlanta, host the Bills, at Denver, host the Chargers, host the Bucks, at Carolina, host the Chiefs, bye week, host the Jags, on the Colts, at the Raiders, host Texans, host Saints, at Texans. I think I'm leaning towards the over on this. I really the, I think what I,
0: was that? What was it set for?
1: The over for the Titans is eight.
0: I would lead over as well.
1: They won <sighs> they won nine games last year. And
0: they're better they're gonna be better this year than they were last year.
1: Yeah, let's so let's just I just really hope that Arthur Smith can divert diverse not even diversify the playbook, but you put Derek Henry and Deion Lewis in the backfield together. Mix in some That's, mix in some quick read option play action like you were saying. You have Delaney Walker. You have guys that can beat you deep. You have a lot of guys who can work the middle of the field. Use them. That's all we want to see is just the Titans skill. I I assume that you could get any Madden guy off the street, pull out a Madden playbook, and this guy would run some beautiful plays. You switch. You know, like you like you like one team, but you like a, you like a certain playbook. So Tennessee, just just switch over to like the Cardinals playbook or something like that, and let's see Mariota fully. Unleashed as the one of the best quarterbacks in college football history, which we which we saw in Oregon, Oregon, which is which what I saw in person is genuinely the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in a football field. And that's and that's that that's the case. for Them, I mean, I feel like the case for the Titans making the playoffs, winning this division is improved coaching, and we'll see what Mariota can do.
0: I but, but yeah, because the offensive line's solid enough. That defense is the anchor. It's better that their defense is better than their offense they're the stronger unit so their defense can hold them with it's not this titans team does not have to put up a lot of points but if they continue this titans team needs to follow a like imagine a spectrum um and on the left end of the spectrum is the bucks where they're not going to run the ball at all really and they're just going to be throwing the ball a lot and then on the other end of the spectrum down there's also like seattle or should be seattle and on the other end of the spectrum is like baltimore where they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and play defense. Um, the Titans need to be closer to that whole run the ball, play defense type thing. Mm-hmm. Limit, lean on that defense. Not saying like chew the clock, and but limit the possessions that the other team gets. Let your team get, let your defense get some rest by elongating these drives. You have a bell cow with Derrick Henry that who, if you as long as you block decently, he's going to get three or four yards. You got one of the best pass catching running backs. In the NFL, you have a mobile quarterback. You have a backup quarterback that's also mobile. You have receiver weapons at the receiver position. You have a Hall of Famer at tight end. Is he still playing?
1: Delaney Walker. Yeah. Yeah, he's still playing. I don't know. Hall of Famer's pushing it, but I mean, yeah, he's 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 a very talented tight end. He, he's a Madden. He's he's, the, a, he's a Madden Hall of Famer.
0: He. That's true. That's fair. He. Well, he's just been. I would say he is like a tier down, like in terms of like longevity of his career, his availability as a whole has been Hall of Fame esque, in terms of how much he's been able to be on the field over how long he's been playing. But you have a lot of talent, but this if this defense can get after the quarterback, and then if they can, if this defense can get. Again, it's another thing I always emphasize: get short field position opportunities for this offense. This could, e- the Titans could, not easily, but could find a way to make the playoffs and win this division.
1: Yeah, especially with the concerns, especially with O line concerns and quarterback concerns elsewhere with health and stuff like that with Texans in Indianapolis. So, I kind of like their over. The things that we need to watch fantasy wise. I honest honestly, I honestly would avoid everyone on this offense except Delaney Walker. I'm not trusting Corey Davis yet, although he's been one of my favorites. i Derek Henry had four phenomenal games and still people forget that he's one dimensional. Um so I I mean I'm a Deion Lewis guy through and through. So uh let's move on to the final team of this division, a team that I will refuse to get suckered back into. A team that is doing everything in their power to save Michael, please come back to, to Duval. Please be a supporter of us. They signed one of my favorite quarterbacks. They still have. They lost. They're pretty much the main additions for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Nick Foles. My man, BDN, the Lord and Savior of Philadelphia, Nick Foles. He is there now. Blake Bortles is gone. Other news, they—I mean—Alfred Blues in there. They made some O-line changes, but their O-line's kind of injured right now. They got Chris Conley, Terrell Pryor, Senior, probably not going to play that much because Marquis Lee, DJ Chark, and D.D. Westbrook have the first three on lock. Defensively, you lose Telvin Smith, but you add Josh Allen, probably the best pure pass rusher. I would—he t- was my best pure pass rusher in the NFL coming into this draft, Josh Allen. So. I don't even. Here's the thing. I don't even want to talk about this team again because they break my. broke my heart last year. I just don't want to do it, and I don't want to predict them. But I'm going to fall in love with them, all over again because they have a phenomenal defense. They have solid skill position players. They have an offense coordinator and quarterback connection that have work has worked in the past. So you talk about this team. You talk about the addition of Nick Foles. You tell me. What your expectations are for this team? let uh, will start. Let me very very quickly go to the offensive line rankings. They are the 21st ranked offensive line.
0: I'm excited to see what Nick Foles can do. My only concern is there's a big difference. You mentioned the offensive line rankings. There's a big difference between between playing behind that Eagles O line and playing behind this Jacksonville O line. Oh yeah. That's big big that's, big. That's like That's just where I struggle from. That but there's secondary that the thing is is Blake Bortles was doing it. And I think we both can agree that Nick Foles is far superior to Blake Bortles.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: That's, that's not really even a question. But just imagine what, ha- what would have happened to the Eagles if Blake Bortles would have been the backup to Carson Wentz. <sighs> exactly.
1: I'm trying not to. Dude, you're, bringing up, you're, you're like bringing up old girlfriends, man. You're bringing up bad wounds to me. I know. How can I have any credibility when you're just still here attacking my credibility, my journalistic integrity coming for me? Not to mention, you're picking the Panthers to win the, the freaking NFC. God. You talk, I'm so disgusted with, with the Jaguars. <laughs> you talk. I'll run through their schedule. Their over win total's eight. I'm not, I refuse to get suckered in again. I refuse to get suckered in again. To the point where I hope Pat Mahomes walks into Jacksonville on September 8th and scores 65 points on them. So then I can just be like, okay, I can breathe. The Jacksonville well, thing was short-lived.
0: You- well, you you shouldn't be. That wouldn't be all that surprising to me, if I'm being honest, on the basis that the Chiefs and Andy Reid always start hot.
1: Ah, oh, I can't wait for football, baby.
0: Always start hot. The um, trash talking's gonna be amazing too. Oh, for that game. Oh, yeah.
1: Jalen versus Tyreek. You know, you know, Jalen's gonna be talking about uh, Tyreek's pro- legal problems, and that is gonna. Oh yeah. That is gonna incite oh, yeah. a fight. I hope he gets mic'd up for that game. I
0: I mean, they wouldn't, I don't think if that was on there, I don't think they'd ever release that, but that would be fun to listen to. If
1: you paid an extra channel just to have Jalen Ramsey mic'd up, I'm pretty sure you'd get a million followers. You'd get a million streams.
0: I would love if they could just do like a gaming service, like, or like a streaming service for games. And instead of listening to the, I don't like listening to the commentators, unless if we're talking about Tony Rambo, I I can, I'll pass. I'm pretty much listening to any other commentator, particularly college football. They're, the after uh the the CBS guy retired, um Phil Simms? You know what I'm about No CBS college football.
1: Oh, Vern Lundquist. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not yes. I'm not, ever I'm since not, he retired, uh...
0: I'm like I'm like all off on the whole listening to commentators. But if you could listen instead of like listen to the sounds of the, if you could listen to the sounds of the game while watching the game, that would be fun oh yeah that would be fun like you had like almost like an x-rated channel because it's going to be x-rated mm-hmm. type stuff you know <laughs> yeah um you know and you had to like you know sign off some, on some things it, it would create some publicity issues for the players obviously but very quickly before you interject that,
1: i do like espn's teams i really do like uh mcdonough um sean is a sean mcdonough the guy dude Monday? Yeah, i like Mc- him and uh the bald dude him and lundquist um, Lu, no, Lubengill, Lugenbill, the old Penn State quarterback. I can't print. It's not college, it's college football season, but it's not college football season in my head yet. And I love Kirk and Chris. Love Kirk and Chris.
0: Oh, yeah. Kirk and Chris, that's, a, that's the only – them and then Romo are the only ones that I like listening to. If it's – other than that, I, Gus I'm Johnson, sorry. I'm just – Gus Johnson. Nope. joke. Co- oh, man, okay. All right. You better you
1: better hurry up and get through the Jacksonville thing because you just said, you will, I will not stand for Gus Johnson slander on this pod.
0: I'm not it's not Gus Johnson Dude. slander. It's not Gus Johnson slander. It's just the way that I like to absorb football.
1: Dude, he is, I like he watch, is the GOAT. I would I, watch
0: for bat he calls basketball games, doesn't he?
1: He calls basketball. He calls football. i love basketball. Watch him on
0: basketball is awesome. He used, to, used to call he
1: used to call soccer games for Fox.
0: Oh really? And it was awesome.
1: It was awesome. I mean, oh, come on. All right, back to Jacksonville. Sorry. It's fine. Okay. <laughs>
0: so you mentioned you know, Josh Allen um, add adds awesome pass rushing abilities to this team. They have their last year's first round pick Taven Bryan from Florida. They still have Marcel Darius. They have uh Yannick Nagaku. Calais mm-hmm. Campbell still there. That front four is disgusting. You still have Miles Jack. You lose Telvin Smith uh hope that he gets his stuff figured out because man i hate hearing players that are struggling with stuff Mm -hmm. with their mental health and whatnot um their miles jack but their other linebackers are probably their two weakest positions on their defense but that's okay because you got aj bouillet you got Jalen ramsey you got ronnie harrison at one safety from uh alabama and you got gerard wilson who I'm pretty sure is from Florida. No, Michigan. Gerard Wilson from Michigan, um, who's 25. So having A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, I think... Let me put it this way. We saw a dip in Jacksonville's defense last year. Why do you think that was?
1: Their offense was trash.
0: Their offense was trash, so their defense was always on the field. No running game. and No run game, so games elongated so long but not only was their offensive offense trash they were turning the ball over all the time or also just putting the ball away without moving the ball so these offenses these opposing offenses were playing with short fields and these defenses or this jacksonville's d was constantly in starting in terrible field position i would love to know what the opposing average opposing starting field position would be for jacksonville last year
1: I can try with my best look that up.
0: Yeah, see if you can find that. While well, I continue this. But that is that's something just when you have a bad offense, these defenses just get worn out and worn out and worn out and worn out. It's hard to win games. It's hard to be sustainable for sixteen games. But if Nick Foles can come in it just this offense doesn't even have to be good. It just has to do something. Like, literally do something. It can go 30 yards down the field and then punt the ball. It can go it can go 40 yards down the field, kick field goals. You can kick five field goals in the game. Because that defense, honestly, this defense has the ability to hold you under 10, 12 points. Mm-hmm. Not if they're on the field for 42 minutes out of yeah. the 60, though.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you know, like, yeah, even, yeah, yeah.
0: Even, even average... Um, Looking at just like average uh, time of possession for Jags, I think would be indicative of how much this Jacksonville team defense was on the field. I'm off I know your
1: offensive yards per drive, they were one, two, three, four. Twenty seventh in the NFL, twenty six point two three yards per drive. That's ranked that ranked twenty eighth. They scored one point per drive. 1.24 points per drive that ranked 31st. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what offensive. See, there's things sometimes with offensive DSR. I don't know what that stuff is. Average time of possession. They had. Oh, they. Had, they were t- middle 15th in terms of time of possession compared to. Fifth in 2017, so even that drop off is going to make a difference. And they they sold teams about getting Leonard Fournette healthy. It's about making not even healthy, implementing him in the offense, using him as a pass catcher. We'll see if John DeFlippio can do that. But I mean, it comes down to like I said, and you said about the linebackers, the linebackers not being the best. Here's the thing about the good thing about the Jaguars: Josh Allen can play linebacker. He can drop back into coverage himself. So. I love that we love the defense. will It's it's a giant question mark with the offense because it's, it's a bunch of unknowns. We'll see. We'll see what can happen. We'll see if Foles can be successful anywhere outside of Philadelphia. But Noah, the overwind t- the win total is eight. They won five last year. They clearly value Nick Foles more than Blake Bortles, as you should. They clearly think Fournette is gonna be gonna be better. Do you think that is enough to get him? Make the case for the Jaguar. I think you did just make the case. for Jaguar to make the playoffs. Play great defense. Control the clock. Use your ground game. Make sense. Use what Foles is good with, which is out of shotgun, reading read, read pass options. Everyone's favorite letters RPO. Uses use the weaponry around him, and they're gonna have to get. They're gonna be some quick throws. So Fournette could get some, could get a rise in PPR. The only I think there's three players I would. Three, I would honestly take a flyer on any three of their the receivers with DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, Marquis Lee. Tight end I'd probably avoid. Fournette is probably worth a second round pick.
0: That's what's... Marquise Lee is still on the P U P. He is? I thought by the way. he's not activated I was... at, not, I, or at least he's not playing in the preseason and I saw when I was getting ready to draft fantasy. Um he is they're not sure he's gonna be ready for week one.
1: Okay. So that that just escalates completely D.D. Westbrook and U.J. Chark. Those are the guys I would draft late in the rounds. Leonard Fournette, like I just said. fools not worth your time. Jacksonville defense, don't waste a, a four 13th round pick on them, but they will be great again. So the case has been made for the playoffs. Do you think that eight that eight win total can be eclipsed?
0: Yeah, but they're gonna need Didi Westbrook's gonna have to take some major steps forward, and Leonard Fournette's gonna Leonard Fournette's gonna have to stay healthy. He's gonna have to be healthy for at least thirteen games. He's gonna have to play and finish thirteen straight games. All right. Well, we'll That's see. we'll see because how- if they if if they don't have him making sure that he is if he can't be the cowbell for them. They don't have the cowbell the <laughs> and the bell cow. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I like that. I like cowbell. I know. You know, I got a fever. I got a fever. On, dong, dong, dong. Um, but if he can't be that for this team and he, you know, starts weeks one through four and then's out weeks five through 11 again, not that that was the exact, but out in the middle of the season, um, it's going to be tough. Because uh, who do they have backing him up?
1: What was that? Alfred
0: Blue. They got Alfred Blue yeah, yeah, backing yeah. him up? Yes. Yes. S- Sorry. So, no, no, you're good. Um, not that Alfred Blue... Alfred Blue's is just not going to be... I don't think he's going to be able to get it done entirely um, for this offense. So they also drafted Josh Oliver, the tight end out of Ole Miss. So maybe that could be another receiving threat for them. Um, But this defense is going to be better than they were last year because their offense is better.
1: Hey, Uh, I I don't know if I can get suckered into them, but very quickly in answer one word, who wins this division right now? We're not, this is not official. Who are you leaning towards one word? hmm hmm is a word very good answer uh
0: (laughs) uh, titans i
1: like it i think i'm leaning i have a coin around me somewhere
0: i i i I don't know i really don't know if if andrew luck is healthy colts for sure i like i just without without andrew luck i just titans. i know
1: i just like the i, I honestly like the jag schedule and i like the titan schedule i think the texans have a mm-hmm. brutal schedule i think the Colts mm-hmm. is more difficult and we don't know about luck i've honestly feel like the safe pick right now is the titans i really think looking at all things it's the safe pick i don't know where i'm going to go with i want to see week three preseason see how jacksonville looks because that's it it's jacksonville's health and it's these and it's indie's health. I don't even. Th- I don't. We'll see if we'll see about Houston. I'm a little lenient on Houston because their schedule and that line. But we'll see. First
0: team to ten wins takes this division. Absolutely. If you if a team if any of these teams can get ten wins, they will win the division. I agree with that, Noah. Because I think every other team will be at eight and nine. Absolutely, Noah.
1: First division done. We thought about going try to go forty five minutes. We went an hour and five. Typical of us um you'll be hearing this on monday august 19th 19th yes doing the math in my head so if anything happens before then if we get a big luck announcement if we get anything like that i'll probably hop on and throw a little disclaimer in the intro if not no thanks for hopping on
0: yeah thanks for having me
1: and subscribe to us on spotify apple pod i'm still putting them out on soundcloud youtube's a work in progress i got a tripod now so maybe you'll be seeing my Luscious locks on the YouTube sphere more and more as we progress into the season, as we get more and more content to go over. But we have too much content. We're going five days a week starting today on Monday, August 19th. Everyone, thank you and have a good weekend.